Hello and welcome to episode six of the second season of the Mindfuckery podcast. I'm in research mode at the moment. I am I'm sort of in a, like a holding space. That's what it feels like to me. Something that's coming up is how do you rebuild your life after abuse? And for me, this podcast is about understanding and um, helping you find tools that, that will propel you through, that will get you through and to heal on this deep level. Wounds talk, they're a really, really important part of the healing. And it's something I've been doing for decades. They have messages and they have these messages that are ready to talk to you when you can hear them. And I've talked about this abuse, like having tendrils. So I want to help you really understand the cycle of abuse and how that trapped you in a way that you might not be aware of. And I want to talk about the role that you played because this is something that I was really aware of right at the beginning of my journey. I was completely aware of the role that I played. I knew it went against the grain of a lot of people and what they were saying but I also knew it was important to take responsibility because that was the only way that I was going to heal on this deep level. It was an inner standing that I had. I did not want to repeat the lessons. I wanted to make sure that I had got to every single wound and they were gone so that I could recognise that abuse when it faced me again. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So how do you rebuild your life after abuse? And I'm going to break this down. This is going back to basics. This is about the cycle of abuse and the role that it played in the relationship, the role that you played in the relationship, the role that the abuser played and mush it all together and see what comes out because it's not until you really in a stand, the role that you played, this is the important part, and you did play a role. You think about you being on a stage, the world is a stage. Think about these people as actors, and this is how in the psych, um, in the in my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, I, I've said at the end, you know, see this as you looking in the mirror and seeing all those amazing qualities, and but also see this as a journey of healing what you I don't want to glorify the abuse in any way because it's the most horrific thing that you may have experienced I it certainly was for me I ask you to look at the abuser as a, a, a person who's actually shining a light and in fact I said this um, to my ex I said I I thanked him for breaking me open so the light could shine in. It didn't go down too well, but that's another story. The reason it hurts so much is because you've been triggered and you did play a role in this relationship. You were taken. They met you. They liked something about you. 
They understood your boundaries. They worked out what they could get away with by pushing at your boundaries and seeing how far that they could go before you said, no, that's, I'm done here. The, they also um, listened to you. This is really crucial. They listen to your stories. They listen to your history, his story. They listen to that and they understood the roles you played in other relationships. They understood the characters of the people around you. They, it's an inner standing for them. I called it in some of my YouTube videos, return on investment. What they're doing is they're also working out how much they how much time effort money whatever it is that they're investing for them to get a return back but this is actually a, a slightly goes slightly deeper so that's what's happening in the idealization stage they're getting to know you they're getting to understand your stories they're getting to understand who you are the role that you've played in other relationships. They're also listening out for your wounds and they, uh, whilst they're love bombing you, whilst they're showering you with gifts and being that person that you've never experienced before, this constant messaging so that you haven't got a break from them. And this is what they do when they go through their hoovering attempts. They might, you might ask for some time to think, some space to think, and they just uh, go on and on because they don't want to allow you that time because given that time to think, you might think, you might see red flags, you might query their um, behaviour. People might say to you, isn't it a bit odd that, that, or should they be, you know, should you be spending so much time with them or should they be telling you this information about their stories? Something that I heard. They idolise you. They put you on a pedestal for a reason. They create a persona they create a persona for themselves but they also create one for you as well they haven't gone through this is a really important thing to realize they haven't gone through crucial developmental stages and they and it's really important to understand this part because you start to take on a role it's like being on a constant or in a constant interview scenario where you're being um, questioned and interviewed for a role because that is exactly what they're doing. They didn't experience some really crucial developmental stages, as I said, as they were going up. So they never broke the ties with their mother. It's really, again, crucial to understand this point. I think it happens about 18 months to two years. You go through this stage and you see yourself and you realise that you're separate from your parent. You can, it, you, children might experience it by walking uh, away from their parent and, they, and they're just pushing those boundaries to see. And they suddenly realise as they're moving through this that they are separate. With the emotional abuser, that doesn't happen. They never experienced that. So whether there was a trauma that happened or for some other reason, they didn't go through that process. This is why they always need someone in their life. They move on to somebody else and you're trapped wondering what's wrong with you, why you're not good enough. But this is one of the reasons why they move on so quickly because they're looking to replicate the relationship. They learned from you and they move on, I think, 
was it last week I talked about the cookie cutter was it and I do get confused sometimes I did the uh, YouTube video and maybe I talked about the cookie cutter in that they use it they repeat and repeat and repeat their next relationship is a version of what you had but um, I've also used the Dyson as an explanation you know that upgrades in models they're moving on they're taking what they learn they move it into the next relationship and see what happens and this is one of the reasons you don't recognize them a lot of people say they aren't the person I saw them and this is one of the reasons because they're recreating a relationship but because of the information during that idealization stage they need to create a new persona a new character but they also gave you a character whether you played that role or not they actually create it for you so the cycle of abuse for them is creating a persona to put on stage with them you play this role for them they take over your life they give you a persona that you're not able to live up to and you might say to them but that isn't me that's too perfect I'm not perfect the whole point of this persona is for them then to turn around and devalue you to find faults with you because when they find faults with you they have a reason to end that relationship and in their mind by ending the relationship they are breaking free they will then become their own entity only it doesn't happen because the reason that developmental stage happens in young childhood is that is where it happens it's the only place it can take place but they know innately like a, a fish swims back upstream to lay its eggs or the geese no is it yeah the geese fly south for winter they know inside them that they need to do this it's just too late and it's so important if you can understand that role that you you played you were given this persona you played a role for a purpose that purpose hasn't happened we get trapped you get trapped wondering what is wrong with you that wasn't you you were playing a person and now is the time to let go of that to understand that you are never going to be in that relationship again and to heal the deep wounds that allowed this to happen the other thing we need to query is why some people are able to walk away from these relationships or are able to see the abuse the abuser has a maybe a script they might have a, a tick sheet they know the people to target some people that they meet will automatically see who they are and they will move away from them or they the abuser will move away from that person when they start to question them question and um, challenge them because they have such an insecure personality there are so many elements to this but you can heal from these relationships what does life look like on the other side how do you rebuild your life the thing that you now need to start looking at is your boundaries, why you stayed in that relationship. And it's, I'm not putting words in your mouth. You have to answer that question yourself. But it's more than likely that that relationship felt familiar and it felt more painful being out of it than it does in it because you know what's going on you know the rules so these are the things now like challenging the thoughts in your head the 
berating comments that were given to you during that devaluation because they were there they were put they were put in place for a reason and that reason was to create a scenario where they could break away knowing that by breaking away that process means that they become their own individual personality as I said it's too late so starting to break down what you've been told it's crucial to listen to the voices in your head and the statements so you can bash them with a hammer and say that isn't mine that isn't my belief these also could be older beliefs you might hear teachers parents grandparents some of the people that surrounded you where they told you things that weren't true and you held them on as a belief we are sponges up until the age of seven or eight years old. Everything we are told, we believe is true. So when someone comes home in a mood and they tell you to get out of the way and you're useless or they have a go at you for the school report or you're constantly in the way, why are you constantly talking? You know, you believe that your voice shouldn't be heard. It might be that you were the scapegoat, that you were the, the child that was blamed for everything. And you take on the responsibility then going into your adult relationships. This point where you've been stripped back during this relationship is a turning point. You can never be the person you were because that person doesn't exist anymore. It has been stripped back. And that happened during the abusive relationship, the emotional abuse that occurred, the stages that you went through where you 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 were stripped of your power they took control of your life they told you the most horrendous things about yourself they dumped all of their pain they dumped all of their wounds onto you telling you that you're so similar that you have identical wounds and there might have been a point where you thought no we're not no we don't but you didn't say anything because this fear, the opposite of love, isn't hate, it's fear. Hate is a byproduct of fear. And there's going to be a period of time where you don't know who you are because that has been stripped away. The things that you've been told about yourself are untrue. And this is about finding out who you really are. This might be the opportunity to really understand who you have always been, who you've hidden away. Again, in my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, I use the story of John Wellwood's castle. I actually heard it from Debbie Ford where in her book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And she says, she was explaining this concept and she says, you know, we're born a castle with so many different rooms and we've got basements and kitchens and ballrooms, so many different layers to us. And she says, one by one, people say, I don't like that about you. I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it when you say that. Why are you wearing that? What? And she said one by one, every time this, these comments come, we close the door to a room, throw a dust sheet over it and pretend it doesn't exist. That part of our personality doesn't exist. And she said one day we wake up and we're a two-bed semi. Castle, we were a castle. So many different aspects, like a diamond. Talk about this, I used to talk about this a lot. The multifaceted diamond. So many elements to us, so many faces. And that's all gone. And this is what's happened in the relationship. They have said to you, 
and repeated over and over again the things that are wrong with them they've told you are wrong with you the things they don't like about themselves they've given to you they've gifted to you like a second hand pair of shoes that are really worn out and grubby and you really should be in the bin they've given that to you as a gift how do you turn that into a gift how do you take what's happened to you and rebuild your life the most important thing is to work through to the point that you can say this is a, this was an abusive relationship because once you acknowledge the abuse you are not protecting the abuser anymore that's really really important understanding the role that you played in that relationship looking was it like me it was my ego my ego wanted to save i was told that he wanted to be a different person he wanted to ditch his old lifestyle for me my ego stepped in i knew it did he was fulfilling something in me the wounds that i had and this is why it's so important to take the responsibility for the role that you played and that's what i mean when i say that when i take the responsibility for the role that i played i knew really early on in the relationship although he was abusive or what happened took me a long time to say that everything about my whole life was destroyed i talk about the five elements of destroying you emotionally physically mentally spiritually financially all of that was stripped there was nothing left of my life and in fact i actually went through a rejection stage where i couldn't have anything around me from my old life and I, I literally threw everything away I rejected absolutely everything there was a part of me that felt that my old life was the cause of why I was in the position this is being really honest this actually happened this was why I was in that position it was because and there were so many different reasons it wasn't because my ego had put me in there I rejected that until I was able to accept that and say do you know what actually this is what it was my ego my ego stepped in I wanted to save him because I knew I could well I thought I could the healer in me stepped forward the spiritual person stepped forward let me help you let me guide you I can show you where your wounds are and I can help you. I didn't realise it was a ruse. I didn't realise that this was actually happening. It obviously took me time to discover afterwards. It wasn't long after the breakdown of the relationship. Definitely within the first 18 months that I started to see how these wounds had been dumped on me and how they weren't mine. They didn't feel familiar to me. These emotions that I was experiencing didn't feel familiar. There were things I had to do also go through. I had to, you know, I talk about three core wounds of abandonment, shame and betrayal. Not only did I experience that myself, I experienced being abandoned, being shamed and being betrayed I also did that to myself I went through the same thing I abandoned myself I had to acknowledge that I had to say yeah I actually did that I betrayed myself and I felt extreme shame for the role that I played and my behavior towards the people around me and then there's a huge grief you're not only grieving the relationship you're grieving the person you thought they were you're grieving where you are now because this isn't where you thought you were going to be you're grieving the fake future because you in your head you stayed in that relationship you hung 
on like you hung on to the side of the mountain for fear of death you hung on for your life for this fake future because you bought into that story so again there's a whole acknowledgement of that as well but you can do it not only that cherry on the cake here they've stripped you back because in an attempt to become whole, they've taken everything from you. They've actually, to take control of you, they have systematically, during that relationship, stripped you back and left you the age of a toddler because that's what they were trying to replicate. They were trying to get you to that point to break away. So you've been left as a toddler. So you've now got this young child running your life, healing from this is possible you can rebuild your life but don't expect the same you to step forward and move forward with you because that person has been stripped away but this is a pivotal point because you can rebuild your life but not only can you rebuild your life you can set stronger boundaries you can reparent in areas of your life that you might have had just good enough parenting as i said some of these relationships feel familiar you take on that role because it was familiar to you the foundations of our relationships are built in childhood i'm going to leave that thought with you look at ways of protecting yourself and building a safe environment creating a safe environment i will put a link to my course it stops here it stops now because there are a few things in there that will help you with this befriending the fault finder is in there creating a safe space those are crucial things rituals and habits you're creating something that is safe for you while you process what's happening, staying in your body, staying grounded, breathing through this, these honest conversations, again, it's in there as well, honest conversations are crucial because when you, the only person you probably can be honest with is yourself. And you've taken on the wounds of, of your emotional abuser. This isn't about becoming them and not taking responsibility because they have can never take responsibility. Even though they say they will, they can never do it. It's always somebody else's fault. And for you, by taking responsibility for the role that you played, you're able to heal. And this is something they will never, ever be able to do. And this is one of your biggest gifts because you can heal the wounds that they've given you. You can heal any other wounds that other people have given you. You can self-parent, have these honest conversations. If you went and saw a therapist, it's going to take you time to build that trust. You become your own therapist. You become your own best friend. And you use these techniques to work through the trauma, to work through the wounds and talk to yourself honestly as to why. Why were you in this relationship? What was it that made you stay? And it's about having that honest conversation. It might take you years to build up that trust with someone, but you can do that straight away with yourself. You can be really honest with yourself, take responsibility and heal on a level that you really never ever thought possible. Be the person that you were here, you were born to be, not the person that was told to be quiet, to, to quieten down. Be loud and bold if that's who you are. Perhaps you created a persona that was loud and bold because that was what was expected of you. You want to be quiet and you want to sit and read a book. You can, you can be that person if that is who you are. And this is the beauty of healing. And this is the gift that the emotional abuser has given you. This ability to strip you back and 
break you open to allow that light to come in. And with that white healing light, you can heal. You can be your own restoration team. You can see yourself as a canvas, an old masterpiece, and the restoration team come in and clean it up and repair it and restore it back to what it originally looked like. And it might not feel exciting, but it actually is if you're at that point. You can heal and you can move forward and through this trauma, you can create an exciting life. This is about acknowledging the role that you played. It is about seeing the abuse, what it is. Recognizing what was going on during the cycle of abuse because you were being sucked in to play a role that wasn't you. And on some level, you saw the red flags and although you might not have realized the reason that the cycle of abuse was really going on and what that purpose was for, you did play a role and it's about understanding what that role was and what it fulfilled in you because once you can identify what you needed and what it was fulfilling you can do that for yourself and again that's where the healing happens i hope this has been helpful and if you know anyone who would benefit from hearing this please forward it on to them gift it on to them sending you loads and loads of love until next time